Here we go. Welcome to another edition of the Hate to See It podcast. Here after a little two-week hiatus because nothing else, nothing really happens in the offseason after the Super Bowl pre-March madness. MLB is in a lockout. We're back. Huge stories. We got a packed show tonight. Um, you got the MLB lockout has now extended two more weeks. You thought you had some light here. You thought maybe five o'clock on Wednesday you were gonna have maybe a season. Nope, we're gonna push it back another week or two. So they can't figure it out. You got the Ridley stuff. You got quarterback signing. But first, let's let's really hone it in here. And I want to link in the two majors, which is the lockout and the Calvin Ridley stuff. Message to the MLB and NFL. Don't try to be society's mor- moral compass. You have no grounds to dictate the level of integrity your sport has. You lost our credibility a long time ago. MLB, you latched on to the steroid era, then chastised the same players that saved your game. You have these big-time owners that are crying poor when they're not spending the luxury tax that the big boys are giving them. The race, they don't spend all the money that they get in luxury taxes. Then you're going to go sign these big deals and still cry money. Get the deal done. We want to see baseball. Get things the world is going back to normal. COVID's over. The last thing we need is a work stoppage here, and now we have no season. Then you go to the NFL, the ultimate moral compass, the National Football League, President Goodell. He thinks he's God's gift to the world, the North Star of right and wrong. They have the highest morals and values that the rest of America dare not question. So you have suspensions on a whim. You got a guy who bet on, on I understand that, right? Calvin Ridley, you, you, you gamble on a sport. That is the ultimate sin. He should get a year. But at the same time, you have players that are beating wives, girlfriends, women. They're getting a fraction of that, if at all. They're getting two games here, six games here. I, y- yeah, he should be suspended a year. But you can't do that. You got a guy like Josh Gordon has to suspend him six years for an out for a drug issue. So don't try to talk about how you're the, you're the moral compass and you get everything right because you don't. And you never do. You go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm not done here. Hold on a second here. The NBA, you did a great job in handling the George Floyd stuff. Okay, the, the Anthem stuff, you did a great job handling that. You guys, Adam Silver, you are the, the true commissioner of sports that every commissioner should strive to be. You currently chastise the Ukraine, right? The Russia, Ukraine stuff. And that's fine. The entire world is behind you. Everyone hates Russia right now. But what are you going to do when, if and when China invades Taiwan? And that's what's affecting your pockets. You got guys like Ennis Cantor that speak out about ter- the, the issues in Turkey. You're silent about it. The Rockets gen- general manager had an issue with going on in China. He didn't back him up at all. The issue with the China thing and the sports, not just the NBA, it's the NFL, it's MLB, it's Nike, it's Under Armour. So, yes, you want to be the moral compass on certain issues. You better be the moral compass on every issue because you, you sound very hypocritical. So with that being said, I'll open up to you guys. We got Evan and Jay. I gave you a lot there. Um, let's dive into it. What do you guys think of all of that? Oh, well, you touched a lot there. The moral compass stuff, or you want to talk some lockout here? Well, uh, let, you want, let's touch on the lockout first, and then we'll can transition to the moral compass stuff. But the lockout stuff, you expected it. I didn't think you were getting a deal today. Yeah, it's... We, we've been seeing these fake deadlines that baseball have been setting. It's like, oh, if it's not done by this day, you're not getting 162. If it's not done by this day, we got to go back to the negotiating table in two or three days. So I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of these fake deadlines set by the MLB. But I think we're getting to a point. The, the deals offered by the MLBPA and the deals offered by the MLB have gotten pretty close to this point. Right now, there's really a... The issues over the international draft, which the players are really fighting against, especially 
obviously the international players, the Dominican players, the players from Venezuela, because it could potentially affect the bonus monies that these, quite frankly, impoverished families have access to because their son is a tremendous baseball player, these four or five million dollar bonuses. And this might cap that. Now, I don't really know the exact details of the international draft. It's not going to be tied to standing. It's going to be rotating. But one of the benefits of being an international player is you get to pick and choose the situation you're in. Now, we've seen the Yankees sign a bunch of large international prospects in recent years because, one, the cashman, he's been really focusing on building up that international money because he knows the Yankees are never going to pick in the top five, pick, the top five of the draft because, you know, they spend no, money, not as much as we'd like. But they're well run, could be better. But so they save up, they really spend out on one player a year, one player every other year. That's how you got a Dominguez. That's how you got this Arias kid that they just pulled in. That's what, frankly, a lot of these minor league, I mean, not minor league, international players want because they want to be able to control their market, which, you know, good for them. They, they deserve, earn that right. They I'm not even t- entirely sure what the school situation is like. That I think it's baseball 24-7 for those guys, and they're rewarded with these big bonuses in the city they want to play in. So I really can't kill them on that. And, you know, well, the, Evan, ball- the, the, the issue is it's, it's a free-for-all in terms of how they acquire these players. That's where the issue lies. It's, it, the money is part of it, but there's a lot of backdoor shady dealings that happen in these countries in acquiring these players. You're getting 14-year-old kids. You're taking them out. And there, there's no structure to how they get to the MLB. It's, I know a guy who knows a guy. It's, it's a scout that goes down there and finagles a way to get here. No, I don't, th- I don't think that's the case now. It's, a lot of it's camp-based. These, you know. It is, but it isn't, though. There's a lot of issues that in this negotiation that they're trying to clean up to make us more of a structured process. It's about child, they're they're getting fourteen year old kids, Evan. It's about child welfare at this point. I'm just making sure we're not putting kids. Oh, oh paying a it's, child welfare two and a half million dollars is doing all right for the child. I'm not, not saying like, that, but there's a lot. But, but there's a lot of them that don't end up making it that far. They get completely screwed in the process. Well, how are they getting screwed? They're still getting those thousands, thousands of dollars of bonus money. It's not like oh, you're depriving them of a great education. Like let's face the facts. This is the conditions for a lot of those players aren't the it's best awful. in the baseball is their chance out of their situation. I it's agree. not like you point to like, you know, the phony arguments in college basketball is like, oh, we're depriving these kids if they have to stay at school only one year of a great education, blah, blah, blah. That's not the reality down in, in Dominican Republic and Venezuela. It's, it's the way out. It's how these people want to support their families. So I really don't think that what the MO will be doing is really wise. I, I still think the million-dollar bonuses that – hundred thousand dollar bonus are going to be there but i think it's a regulation that's not necessary and then you could turn to the qualifying offer i think that's what the mlb players should buckle on because only four or five players get it a year and it isn't a big enough topic to hold the whole thing up exactly and the owners have basically said like yeah we'll leave the international system as it is if we keep qualifying offers and the mlb is like no we want both i think that's just a compromise that there's to be made because look it's going to affect the Garrett Coles. It's going to affect the Correas. And there's only just a handful of those guys every year. Most of these guys aren't getting the qualifying yep. offer. So, it's, you know what? It, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. It could cur- curtail signings, but they get the money anyway. It could curtail some trades at the deadline. But 
at the end of the day, if it's really affecting 0.01 of baseball players and those guys are going to wind up making the $200 million contracts anyway, I think that's a thing that's got to go. It turns into a pissing contest because I know the players got hosed the last two CBAs. So in this one here, a lot of it is just I'm not budging just because I'm not budging. Oh, I yeah. No one, wa- no one wants to lose. Did you see the, the tweet Cohen liked? No. It was like the, it's like the MLB owners will never accept an offer the players make. They'll make the players accept their offers out of, like, ego and I don't know. It what is. It's like. all it's, egos. It's a pissing contest. It's, uh, my, my question it's, to you guys – go ahead, Evan. Finish your thought. No, I'm going to say it's just, they people they don't have the best interest of the games in mind. You know, we like to think the players do, but at this point – Maybe just make that one compromise to get the games on TV. Like, I know we're all pro players here, but I just want to see baseball at this point. It's March. It's getting a little warmer. The deal that they're being offered is markedly better than the last one. I know it's still not completely what they want, but I don't know. They're definitely closer to where we were a week ago. My question to you guys, and Jay, we'll get you want to chime in there or you want to get the question? The only thing I wanted to <clears throat> excuse me. The only thing I wanted to say about that is, with the inter- international thing, you, you I, I think what people fail to fail to recognize is even if you were to cap it on whatever, whatever the case may be, it's still life changing money. It's still a different Absolutely. quality of life for these people who have, who legit, bro. Like when you say come from nothing, come from nothing. You know what I'm saying? So like. When you go, when when you go, and you have the opportunity to go from nothing to something in a matter of minutes, who, who are you not like at, at that point? It's it, it's a nickel and dime thing, and I get it. It's it's such a, such a big market. There's so much money to be made, but I, I, I it's it's like a beggars can't be choosers. Do you want mm-hmm. to continue in your situation where you have nothing, or you could eventually get you and your family out with one check? You know what I'm saying? And it's. It, it, it's a pretty, it, it's a pretty easy, pretty easy answer when it comes to the most of them. It's a no-brainer, honestly, for most of them. And considering, yes, they probably should be getting more money or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't knock them for just taking anything. And I wouldn't be mad if it was, if they, if they lowered it. Regardless, I don't think whatever they lowered it to would make it any less of life-changing money for any any prospect yeah. coming out of poverty. Even a hundred grand down there is, is life changing. Right, that's what I'm yeah. saying, and I know it's more than that. So it's. Yeah. Go ahead, Evan. Then I, and we got it. Yeah, I don't think it's. Push. I don't think it's the money thing because it is capped. It's capped right now, and I know there's some reductions if you go over the luxury tax or whatnot, and you could trade for more money from other teams. I think it's just the less desirable teams. Like if you look at, there's someone that's in the Dominican Republic playing in, I don't know. Seattle might not be the most attractive thing because still your family's very far away. It's very different. Whereas opposed to like, you know, New York, there's a heavy Spanish presence in there. Even Mexican, not Mexicans, not a lot of play, uh, players in the MLB. There's a heavy Dominican presence up here. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can find communities where you fit in. Where, so that sort of level of comfort that plays into it, plays into it. And you, you know, these guys d- grow up with, very limited amount of games on TVs. They grow up wanting to be Yankees. They grow up wanting to be, I don't know, Cardinals, even Mets. Dodgers. And just like having to say to one of these kids, like, yeah, you've been working this dream your whole life. Have fun in Milwaukee. It's kind of, it's kind of a tough ask, especially when, you know, it's not like these but college Evan, my, players my, here. Hold on. My, my counter argument to that is you're getting an opportunity to play in the show. And you're coming from the Dominican Republic. 
if I'm a kid in New, in New Jersey growing up and you're telling me I have an opportunity at the show in Milwaukee, I'm going to Milwaukee and not and not batting an eye. Yeah, but it's still like that element of choice, you know. Whenever you're trying to take choice away from someone, they're gonna they're gonna I, be upset. I, I, I get that. Let me ask you this question. Now, Joey Gallo, I I can't stand Joey Gallo. Um, he he tweeted that you know he didn't like the shift, and I know in 2023 they're gonna do away with the shift. Personally, for me. I think I equate when you start banning the shift or limiting what you could do defensively, it's like telling NFL defense you can't run cover two or you need to make sure you at least rush four every time or, or, or putting some sort of stipulation like that. I think you're significantly changing the game. And the knock I have on MLB is you are always changing the, the, the way you're getting the dynamic of your game on a whim to get back an audience that really didn't care about you in the first place. The diehard baseball fans are always watching. They don't care about how much time it takes for a pitcher to throw. They don't care how many pitching changes to a certain extent. And they, don't, and, and, they, and they don't care about the shift. My personal opinion on the shift is I'm going to hit it to where they're not. If I'm a pull hitter my whole life and they're going to shift on, on the pull for me, guess what I'm going to learn how to do? I'm going to go the other way with the ball. I'm going to go to hit it where they're not. I'm going to bunt down the line. I'm going to make, make that defense move. I don't, I don't know, right? The, the offense doesn't have the right to dictate where the defense goes. Now, obviously, NFL is going in that direction. And I got into it with somebody on Twitter saying it's not that – it's not that easy that you could just, you know, throw hit a 99 mile hour fastball on the on the outside corners, go the other way with it. You know what? It is kind of it is it, it is easier if you change your approach. If you're on 0 and 2, don't don't swing out of your shoes and try to pull it for the, for the fences. So the game has changed. But on the other hand, Joey Gallo, adjust to what they're doing to you. That's what marks a good player. What do you guys think of the shift? I I think this. I'm I'm fine with the shift going away. If you think of baseball, what you like baseball. Do you like slap hits to an empty infield, or do you like people trying to rip the ball down the line? Like, who cares? Like, get you're sabotaging the, the defense. You know what? There's rules in football formations. You can't like line eight people up on one side of a kickoff. There's certain football offensive are- formations you can't do. So the fo- the football thing doesn't play. It, you know, you have your positions in baseball. When you think of a baseball diamond, you got three in the outfield. You got two over there. You got two over there. You got the pitcher and the catcher. You want to see the players if they're hitting the ball hard, it you know drop it okay, in. You can you can, you can hit the you can hit the ball hard the other way. Be a gap hitter. You couldn't shoot. How come they couldn't shift Jeter? All right, Dario. If I wanted to change your golf swing right now, completely reconfigure it. Oh no! It's how totally is that changing? It's totally, di- it's totally different. Totally different. If habit. you grew up swinging like that, and you told Joey Gallo one day, like, yeah, like. We're just gonna completely change it. We're gonna. We're keep- not completely changing. I'm saying you change your approach. The way you go the other way, and the way you start hitting the ball differently, is going into a different mentality of okay, it's one and two, it's zero oh and two. I'm gonna shorten up and not swing for the fences because guess what? At some point in my life, I was a doubles hitter. The kid, I guarantee you, Joey Gallo wasn't hitting bombs at seven years old. I'm he saying probably these, was. These, these hitters are good enough to change their swing, not to necessarily change their whole swing. Just adjust at the plate. That's the problem. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, my thing, my thing with that is, is I the only thing that I would say, um, I'm neither here. I'm with. I was with your original statement. The shift is neither here nor there to me. I don't think that makes the difference. I don't think the time frame for pitching changes and all that. You know, whatever adjustments they've made. I think again, it, I'm indifferent on all that too. That doesn't make or break whether or not I like baseball. Um. I would compare I would compare adjusting to the shift with free throws in the NBA. It's one and the same. If you suck at free throws, what do you do? You work on it to get better. If you're a pull hitter, then you work on going opposite way because you know that the shift is coming when you're up at bat. 
I, 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 I don't see the big deal in adjusting. Granted, you're a professional athlete. This is what you do. This is something that you should you should take up upon self because, yes, your production is what gets you, you know, contracts and, you know, g- keeps your career going. If you're just going to hit right into the shift every damn time, what good are you? You're, you're no good. You're legit no good. So I think that these guys have to adjust. But now if they're going to do away with that, these guys can there's go. It, 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 there's, there's nothing to adjust. You just go back to your swing that you've always had. Um, I mean, again, I don't think it makes or breaks anyone's swing. I don't think it, it, it. I don't think they have to completely reconfigure anything, because from playing baseball, I know that there's little things that you can do that change the, where the ball goes. You can open your stance up more, and that means that you're going to pull it more. You close it in, or you, or you turn your body towards opposite. Then there's more chance of you hitting opposite down. There's ways to adjust. Evan, the- yeah, you're right. To your point, real quick, Jay, Evan, I'm guaranteeing this, and Jay would agree. If I told Giancarlo Stanton to go up there and hit it to the opposite gap every single time, he could. His or hands are quick enough to do that. Don't you want him trying to hit 500-foot no. home runs into I'm the not try- bleachers? Yeah, but you're missing the point, though, Evan. That's not baseball. You're sabotaging the sport to achieve something that's basically artificial. What are you talking about? They started shifting in 2000. So the- before that, it wasn't baseball? So you're, 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 all right, all right, all right, I got you here. You're Mr. Oh, analytics are terrible. Take the nerds out of baseball. You know who started shifts? Those nerds. That was like, oh, I the agree. ball's going here, here, and there. Yes, okay, so yes, so take those nerds. The nerds are, yes, they're right. The nerds are right. So if I'm the guy who, who they got the numbers on, guess what? Fuck you, nerds. I'm going to go the other way. And you say, I can't go the other way. I'm going to learn how to go the other way. Yes, the nerds. Wait, now, want- so hold on, so hold on. So now I can get my strength back. Which is my pull. That's if, so if, shitty. That's such a shitty. But that's sports, Evan. You cannot change the rules of sports to accommodate the player. The player has to accommodate the game. The rule the rules accommodate the players every single year. When Jordan bitched about the Pistons fouls, you know what they did? They changed the rules. Yeah, it's a, you know yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's the MLB. The NBA was tack. It was it's the MLB's equivalent to the to the NFL with the defensive PI and all sort of bullshit. I agree. Or yeah. the yeah. illegal or the illegal defense in the NBA. It, yeah, same, it, same thing. The, it's on the sport to make the sport more watchable and more palatable to to the viewer. You know why the football rules are like that? It's so there's more offense because you know what we like? We like points. We like touchdowns. Yeah. B- basketball. You know what we don't like? Charles Oakley punching someone in the face on defense. We want to see people doing sick crossovers yes, and step here's backs my and shaking here's people. My, here, here's my thing, though. If there's a way to stop somebody, you go out of your way to do that. You do everything you possibly can. If I see Joey Gallo up at the plate and he hits a bomb to right field, right? It's not a home run, but it hit right into the shift. Defense is like, yeah, asshole, great hit. But if we're allowed to play defense like, we're, like, we're, like we should be, you're out. All right, so if I'm playing defense in basketball, it's a man. I, w- I used to wish I used to be able to grab that guy's jersey like I could in 1985. Baseball and now I can't. Is now I can't. Baseball stop is different than basketball. It's totally different. Our, it's on the sport to make it a better product. You know what's not making a better product? Telling all the hitters, yeah, you're going to have to change the way you hit. This is just is how it is. No, the better product is having these guys do what they do well instead of making, like, yeah, sorry, uh, David Ortiz, the first ship guy. We really want you to hit more ground balls to third base. No, baseball's at its best when you have these big power guys doing their thing and not having to worry about a second baseman on playing not to worry. in right Change. field. Adjust. Adjust. So about oh, this. Yeah. If the third okay. baseman's playing back, lay down a bunt. Go ahead, Jack. 
the only thing that I would say that that Evan Evan is making a valid point, and the only thing that I could say that kind of you know piggybacks on what Evan's saying is like the PI calls and 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 what they've done with PI in general. Mm-hmm. It's and how inconsistent the PI call is. It's it's there's no. For as much as they try to sit there and dial it in, there's still no concrete, you know, because when you look at it, this one was pass interference, but this one was pass interference, and these instances were completely different. Completely different. And it's it's very open-ended. And so is, so is the same thing with the shift. It's very open-ended because it's like, well, you would figure that the players would want to adjust, but at the same time, you, you kind of are restricting the players because then now you're taking away from a sport that isn't really offensively minded in the first place, and then you're, you're restricting it even more. That, that was the only argument I had against the switch is that it, it did slow down offense. It definitely slows down offense because the guys who normally are used to ripping those hits, you know, pulling those hits down the side, it, they don't get those anymore because there's yeah, three guys on that side. Look what happened to Teixeira. Look what happened to Giambi. It, it just made them less entertaining as baseball players. And as yeah. a, as when you run baseball, you want to make the entertainment portion of your, your game better. Yeah. As a, What's as more a entertaining? Fan. Yeah. Rip, r- rip doubles down the line, or having a guy standing in the exact my, my, perfect spot. Yeah, or, I understand or, the, the, or, the, or, yeah like, a one nothing baseball game is pretty boring for the most part because obviously it's a lot yeah. of defense and there's not much to really look at. I think one nothing games are exciting. If you're in the building, if you're there. Okay, but now my my look. I mean, think about this though. If and you could say the same thing for, for for an NFL player looking at it from the '90s to the current day. But like, if I see a Joey Gallo hit a double in the gap, I'm saying to myself, is it really a legitimate double? If you let defense, if you take the training wheels off the defense, there's somebody there. You're you're holding the defense back. You're giving the real advantage to the offense. Well, I'm sure it's not going to be like there's going to be X's on the field. You have to stand here. It's going to be that gonna be ridiculous limit, shit. There's going to be a limit of how many infielders you can have, you a minimum of infielders that you can have. I think that's what it's going to be. There's that, no. That's how it should be. That's baseball. You have four infielders. You know where they stand. You know. Who said, okay, so when Joe Madden wants to put five infielders at the end of the game to stop a ground ball with the bases loaded, is he allowed to do that? That's a different set of circumstances. I mean, oh, so yeah, okay I, I mean, that. yes, but he has to take a he has to take a fall somewhere on the back end. If you have yes, if you yeah. want to bring in an extra, then you have to know going into this, I'm down an outfielder. Yeah, well, I mean, that, yeah. that's what you're gonna do when you're down when you're at the end of the game like that. So, well, I mean, all right. you know, I mean, right? Same rule. You can write it into the rule. Yeah, same thing with same with same thing with hockey. They pull goalies at the end of the game because they need another another man on. The, these are just adjustments yeah. that come with the game. Either way. I'm not. A, I, I don't think that. I don't think that that's the issue. I think the issue is, the 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 most underlying issue is that both sides need to find a, again as close as they are. Someone's gonna have to give something because without any product, what are we actually even talking about? I here? agree. There has to be a compromise. Yeah. And at the end of the day, just fucking figure the, it out and play baseball because once it gets nice out and people it, don't see it, baseball, right. It's gonna get bad. Right. It's gonna get bad. So with that being said, we'll move on here. Um, to the ultimate hypocrites on the planet, which is the NFL. Um, Roger Goodell claims to be the guy that is the moral compass of America, the North Star of, of, of morals and values. So, yeah, gambling is bad. You saw Pete Rose get the death penalty for MLB. My personal opinion about Pete Rose, if he wasn't an asshole, I think MLB would welcome him back, and he apologized. But Pete Rose has personal issues beyond gambling and his relationship with MLB. 
Um, he's very arrogant, and people don't like that, and that's mainly the reason why he is banished. But with that being said, Calvin Ridley was hurt. He, was, he, he had a stupid parlay. It obviously didn't hit. And he was flagged in Florida because the NFL has these stop gaps with all the major betting outlets that, you know, that track that shit, which is good. You can't have it in the sport. And it is, it should, you should get a, a death penalty like this of a year. In any it's sport. Any sport. Any sport. Any sport. It's, inte- it's, it's a sports integrity. Okay, fine. But with that being said, he didn't physically harm anybody. What he did was very bad for the integrity of the sport. It doesn't, it doesn't equate, or it's not, what is it, proportional to the other things that happen. When a player has a domestic violence issue, abuses wife or girlfriend, um, you know, issues like junk, drunk driving or doing things that are very bad off the field that where you break the law, these guys are only getting four games here and there, six games. I mean, Josh Gordon has a, had a, a weed issue, and he was gone for six years. Now, granted, he was in out of rehab, things like that, but let's understand something here. Let's put it into perspective. Calvin Ridley should get a year. I'm saying these people, these players that do that type of stuff in, in sexual assault, domestic violence, you got you to gotta lay the hammer down. In the same way you handle gambling in sports. Do you guys agree with that statement? I, I think what people forget is football is a business and you have to protect the core business. You know what? If a player is shitty as it sounds, if a player hits someone with their car when they're drunk or beat someone up, it doesn't really move the needle business wise. But if fans figure out that all players have money riding on the game and they might be doing something on the field, that's like, well, I mean like I have us minus six and I should probably like, you know, how, Remember when Todd Gurley like fell into the end zone? He's supposed to go down at the one so they could just kick a field goal. And if that happens, like, oh, maybe that guy just took the alternate line. It's six and a half now, and he's trying to win some extra money. He didn't do what he would do to win the game. That is how you totally sabotage a sport. Because I know it's a while ago, and whatever the Black Sox scandal, yep. baseball almost died because show. people people lost faith in the integrity of the game. And it's it's happened in college basketball, and you know he's not the first person to be suspended for this in the NFL. So mm-hmm. when I think people are trying to make these parallels, yes, should the NFL take other like criminal issues more seriously, of course. But I don't know why people are surprised that this happened because the most important thing for football is people believing in the integrity of the game, and gambling directly conflicts with the integrity of the game if the players are involved. So. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not no, great. Whatever. With forty percent of the NFL advertisement is gambling. That's fine. Gambling's, gambling is I understand that. Yes, I think, I think you summed it up perfectly. I think you have. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I, I, for one, I think you're both. I think you're both right. I, 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 I agree with both of you. To be honest, wholeheartedly, I think Dario's right because I think that the scale on what would it whatever they're measuring this shit on is off it's completely off balance there is no balance to it i do also believe that the integrity of the sport is one of the most important things to a sport and when a guy can sit there and you know control that outside of everything else that goes on with the refs and whatever the case may be i it's a lot and he does deserve he does deserve the year what I'm think what I'm thinking at now is I'm thinking moving forward because yes this is all hindsight us bringing up the Josh Gordons and the Greg Hardys and the 
you know, all those other, yes, that's hindsight. We, 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 mm -hmm. we handled it how we handled it back then. Moving forward, there needs to be a different measurement scale for violent crimes. There needs to be a different measurement for drug-related issues, and there needs to be a different measurement for gambling. Even though gambling needs to be right up there at the top with violent crimes and all that shit, I, 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 I don't understand the, the passing of the, of, of the sentences, you know, but again... That's knowing what we know now. In the middle of all that shit happening, we didn't know what the punishment could be or we didn't know what a valid punishment would be. Now, after all of this has transpired and we have all of this to set precedent on, moving forward, they have to do better with violent crimes and they need to be year, years. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it has to be right up there because whether you think so or not, a player beating their wife is damaging the integrity of the sport. Henry Ruggs a little bit did damage the integrity of the sport because people now are going to envision football players as loose cannons. It, 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 and not everyone is going to sit there and just incriminate every single football player. But yes, that is going to be a thought process for, for well, some Jay, people. Hypothetically, if Henry Ruggs didn't kill somebody in, in, the manner that they, in, in that manner, He's playing this year. He's finishing the year if he wasn't injured until a trial happens. Right. It just so happens that what he did was completely unforgivable, completely inexcusable, and so you know, black and white that, hey, he literally did what, what 160 down the side street and killed somebody. What anyone, football player or not, is going down for. That, 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 that's yeah. right. That, that, Do you, you know, guys think if a player knows that they could face a minimum of a year's suspension, do you think they think twice before they... A fit, harm their spouse or girlfriend or do is do you think that, that plays a role into that in the same way that or, or do you think that at that point they're in a different state of mind it's a complete loose cannon thing it's happening regardless they have to they have to you have to man you have to in the it, moment though say you're so they get so heated they say, and they mean like a ray rice apology i got so so heated in the moment do you think that that plays a role into that i for, for violent for violent crimes, I don't think so as much. I think for the drug yeah. stuff, it does. Because, like, you plan on doing drugs. Yeah. It, like, you don't plan on beating someone up. Where so, do you put a Miles Garrett situation into this? Because he got, he didn't get barely anything. What did he get? He got suspended for the year. Uh, for, for, the, for the rest of the year? Yeah. Rest of the, like, how many games was that? Four to six, think, something like that? I think okay. I want to say it was happened, six. If that happened in week two, guys, is he getting suspended for the rest of the year? Or is he getting four or five games? I still think he got like six games. Okay. He wasn't arrested, you know. <laughs> no, but he, he used a helmet as, as a weapon. But, but go on. I'm, I, yeah, I, I, all right, yeah, I, six I mean, games. Back to my original question. Does that play, where does that play a role in this type, in, in knowing that the punishment is there? It's a different. I think it's a different role when it's on the field. I think you have to give some sort of leniency on the field because everything mm. is so bang bang. Everything yeah. is so bang bang. Every play there's a bang bang. So it's it's not like it, it, none of that's just predetermined. Like Evan said, doing drugs predetermined. Mm -hmm. Even strike. I'm telling you, man, striking an individual. It's predetermined in one way, shape, or form. It doesn't just always happen. You make that decision. You make that decision. That, 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 that thought does pass. It definitely passes. It doesn't just instantly pass. You react and you hit somebody. 
it, 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 especially in a domestic thing, you would think that there's a lot of underlying issues. There could be, they could be in a toxic relationship. There could be so many other things that sit there and make it, it's hard to sit there and just, you know, know the situation for what it is because, yeah, there could be things that happen on the drop of a dime like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a lot of that stuff is a lot of that stuff is just built up, built up, built up, festering, 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 and finally overflows. Yep. Um, either what the way I look at it, man, a violent crime is a violent crime. What no matter where it is, I think there should be a zero tolerance for it. There's zero tolerance for a lot of other things. There is, it, it, and there isn't a zero tolerance. For, and there, and there, and there, and there's not a zero tolerance when it comes to when it comes to violence, and it's yeah. and it's rough because again, violent sport. That that that's why. Yeah, go ahead, Evan. What do you got? I was gonna say I feel like the NFL is kind of slowly but surely getting better at this. Like we brought up Ray Rice, that was a long time ago. It was. Mm-hmm. And it was. you look at more recent examples. Deshaun Watson, we don't know when he's gonna play football again. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Deshaun Watson isn't playing this year because he doesn't want to play for the Texans. If he wanted to play, guess where that guy is? No, he's on the commissioner's no, exemplist. No, no, he's no. not on the commissioner's exemplist, Evan. He's allowed to play football. This, he's not on the – no, I, told, I explained this a billion podcasts ago. If they suited him up to play, he would be on the commissioner's exemplist at the drop of a hat. The How only do you reason, know that, though? Then why is he on the commissioner's exemplist right now? Then as he should be. Because the this whole thing is like putting himself on that list is an admission of guilt. Like when that happened to Adrian Peterson, that was basically an admission of and guilt. Technically, Evan, there's no charges pressed against them, right? Oh, we'll see federal, on Friday. Federal, federal, there is civil suits. We'll see on Friday. See but but they, I, I think he's playing. I think he'd be playing. If, I think I, he would have played this year. I absolutely I think, think there's no chance in the world he plays, would have played it down this year. Zero. I, I think he would have. I think he would have. I, I think he would have because if you, uh, uh, even you being the lawyer guy, if how do you, how, what do you stand on? You know, you don't have anything to stand on yet. It's in the process of until. Why are you? Why are you putting him on the commissioner's exemplist? Be, I don't know. I'm not the commissioner. Oh, no, no, but you, said, you said that he. You said okay, but you just made the comment, Evan. He'd be on it immediately if he was going to suit up. No. So then, why? What's the justification behind it? Well, because he's, you know, it's detrimental to the. No, the why? rules. Why? It's a commissioner's list. They can put him out for anything. Oh, okay, hold on. But no, Ev, from from a, from a legal standpoint, what is there anything to, you know, hold is there from a legal standpoint that you know of, at least off the top, you don't have to do any research for this, that would get them in trouble pending he has nothing, he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. Everything's still up in the air. No, they I'm pretty sure they make the commissioner's list so broad of reason you could put someone on it that they kind of insulate themselves. It's not like, "Oh, you wrongfully put me on." I'm going to sue you two years know, later after I'm absolved. But I don't know, but I, the NFL. But that's what Ev's saying. There's no reason to put him on the exempt list if you know he's not playing. Exactly. That's that's why they can put him on the up, list. You don't want to open up Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, there's, there's no reason in behind it. What is it? It, it doesn't matter. It, exempt right. list or not playing, he's not playing either way. But I, I think that he would. they would not put him on there. That's, that's my personal belief because mm-hmm. – then okay, but to your point exactly, if he's gonna play, right? If he plays and you put him on the list, you're incriminating him in the same way you would if he wasn't playing. You True. get to the same point. True. All right, but you also want to insulate the yeah, we're letting a guy with 22 allegations in civil court. Innocent until proven guilty. What if what if the what if the 22 are making it up? It's not. It's I not. I don't think court. they are. It's not. It's not. Up. 
It's not but court. It's a private. It's a private industry. There's no. I innocent. agree with you. Okay. Okay. It's, now, it, now, honestly, question. In the, the corporate world, it's guilty until proven innocent. Right. No. We definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Question. But Ev, if he gets off of this, I'm not saying he will. If he gets off and there's no, there, there's no conviction, no charges, no anything. He should just play, right, and just move on with his life. Yeah. If they drop the charges, if the court of law, they said they can't prove anything. Yeah. Do you think he has legal ground? Hypothetically, he was put on the commissioner's exempt list. He goes through this whole thing and is proven innocent. Could he then sue the league? No. What did the league do wrong? Put him on the list for, for reasons that weren't true. But he's not I mean, on dealing it. With yeah, he's not on it. I'm just dealing, hypothetical. Okay. Dealing, dealing, okay. dealing with allegations, you know, it's you want to put things on, you want to put it on ice. You, you don't want that black cloud over your product that's okay what the nfl question is best for the nfl actual question say one out of the 22 he gets charged for does, does he does 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 that hold does that hold weight does he sit there and go and he has to take a year now because of that or does he not play football because one out of the 22 he got a, he he has to be held accountable for i think one of the 22 he's he's going to jail it's one of the 22. Yeah, yeah, he's going. <laughs> the NFL won't have to worry about suspending him. Just in the same, same as the Henry Ruggs situation. Yeah, you got to worry remember, about this, this, is in, this is in Texas. The legal system in Texas is not, uh, yeah. it's not exactly friendly to uh, the criminal. Yeah, at all. So, yeah, if one of them, one of them if, gets if, it, he'll probably if, get, he'll, they'll probably be jail time, and then they'll probably be in a suspension on top of it. I forget how they... The victim was the last. Actually, was Plaxico Burr suspended? I know it's a completely different crime. Uh, why you got to bring that up? We could have won the chip. I don't know. I, I was trying to think the most recent example. Like, um, Vic, Plaxico Vic was a long Burris, time ago. No, Plaxico Burris. No, no. Burris served the suspension when he got out of jail. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. sure Vixa had some sort of suspension. So, yeah, they, he gets suspended for that, too. But, you know. Uh, if he would have shot himself, who wears sweatpants to a club? Let's let let's shift to the actual uh, quarterbacks yeah. who we know uh, that will yeah, be playing yeah. this let's year. Let's transition to like a bit of a happier topic here. All right, so right off the bat, we'll get Evan's best friend out of the way. Um, I made a suggestion on Twitter. I don't know who, uh, the few people that follow me. If I were Aaron Rodgers leading up to this signing, I would have bought property in Denver, San Francisco, <laughs> and Tampa I Bay in like a couple that. days apart <laughs> from each other and just watch the media melt. Oh, he's going to Denver. Just bought a house in Denver. Oh, he's going to San Fran and then end up signing in Green Bay. Yes, I think Rodgers made the right decision to go back to Green Bay. He's on a, believe it or not, a pretty friendly deal because they do have the flexibility to still sign all of his friends. Um, he will be one of the, the highest-paid quarterback ever. Uh, I think AAV, yeah. So, I think he passes Mahomes. So, hey, you got what he wanted. I, I kind of got tired of the Rodgers. What's AAV? You know? It's average annual value. Okay. Um, I kind of got tired of the whole Rodgers saga um, and being an Aaron Rodgers fan. I even got tired of it, but I'm glad to see him back there, and I really do hope he pulls it out. The relationship yeah. he's fixed over there, he seems to be in a better place. He did, he did the cleanse where you shit and throw up for a week, <laughs> um, and that really cleared him up, I guess, and here we go. We're back. He, he officiated David Bakhtiari's wedding. Then the next day, we're a Packer, so kudos to that. I love it. What do you guys think? I don't know. I think – you're just you know him. how I feel. We knew this was uh, going to happen. It's it's the most logical situation for him. He's comfortable there. They have a really good team around him. Like you know, he doesn't have to go to Denver and compete with 
Carr, Mahomes, and Herbert. He's sitting in the yep. NFC North, which has been terrible for Awful. as long as we can remember. Yeah, the Lions are going to be better this year. And looks yeah, and looks to continue to still kind of be one of the worst divisions in football outside yeah. of the Packers. Hey, they're going to be – the kneecaps getting shoot off this year are really going to happen. It's going to be this yeah. year. You know, chew off another three and 14 record. Oh, Dan Campbell did not deserve that. Go ahead. Finish oh, it. Yeah, but it, it, it just made sense. I think we kind of know what type of guy Rodgers is. He just – he likes the attention. He likes people talking about him. He wants people to, you know, be thinking about what his next move is. Cause, you know, he's, he's basically hinted at this for the last three or four years. And, you know, I'm glad at least for – I'd say for at least two years he's going to be kind of as quiet as he could be in terms of going somewhere else. He'll probably – you know, says he's getting canceled for something else, even though he's going to win the MVP. Well, he won the MVP, and he's the highest-paid player now. But I'm just glad that we don't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers, the person off the football field, for at least another couple of years. I wonder. I wonder what. Uh, I wonder what other antics he's got built up for this year now, considering he doesn't really have much to bitch about now. I mean, I know that. People always say I'm I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm I'm always gonna be a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I don't think I any I don't think anyone throws, you know, I don't think there's ever been like a better spinner of the ball than than Aaron Rodgers. Um but um uh, again, I, I, I'm definitely with Ev. He does have a lot of, you know, off the field antics or whatever the case may be. This this is something that actually everyone goes through, I think, or at least big name players go through the whole you know what team is gonna what team's gonna throw at me? What where what are my options? Where where could I go? You know he wants to stay there. I, there's a there's so that's a great situation to stay in. I mean the coach, young coach, young good coach, um, great defense to be honest. Because again, as much as and no one wants to say it, I don't blame the defense nor do I blame the offense for them losing to the 49ers. I can attest a little bit of to to the offense but the 49ers defense was rolling and it was a damn snow game how much offense do you really expect in a fucking snow game in lambo in a tundra there shouldn't be much offense defense played well enough to win that game i think the offense did well enough to play that game and their special teams folded I think that if they write the ship on special teams and they got the guy out of there and they just yeah, Rich Versace and a Paisan, the best special teams coordinator in the league, they're gonna be fine. They, 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 they get they they get someone to just reel in that unit. That that's a really good team. Odd, they just tagged his boy, so he's he's got his little safety blanket to always lean back on. They got their two their 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 you know thunder lightning in the backfield. And and then they get Jair back, so which who's arguably what one of the best corners in football. So I there's so much to go back into that situation for. I never thought the I never thought in a million years that Aaron Rodgers was going to go anywhere else. I was just like it doesn't make any sense to me. Everywhere yeah. else are good situ. There, there's some good situations out there, but none of them as good as Green Bay. Who doesn't want to fit in outside of the cold weather? That's a great team to fit into. A great you know organization as 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 you don't hear upper management issues with the Packers you don't hear about everything's Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers because all that other shit's reeled in mm, right, well, they have an owner they have a, a community that owns them right that's, that's what that, that's that's what I'm saying there's it's well it should be, it, it could probably 
mo- other teams would probably be better off following suit with that. Oh, could you imagine Manhattan owning the Giants? I, the, I mean, the Jets might, but the Jets might fare better. But who see? Who knows? The, um, hey, wait, relax, relax. All right, we're we're in the process of writing the ship. Okay, it, it, it's turning over. Woody, Woody, it's turning Fox, over. Last round, we got to move on. Cox ticking on him. He's getting paid the most of any quarterback ever. You gotta win one of these four years. You're right? absolutely right. No, you for gotta sure. Win one. No, no, win, win right. now. Definitely, the Packers are are in heavy win now. If not win now, panic mode. There's, there's. Oh, a I totally agree. Tremendous. No, there's no excuse. I, I quite honestly say his, his legacy is at this, this, this stake the last four years because he's probably gonna retire at the end of this contract. I think we can all agree with right. that because right. apparently that that was the biggest sort of shit. He contemplated retirement. And then he signed a four-year contract, so he probably wasn't contemplating that hard. But if he's going to retire with one ring and he wants to, you know, tout this, I am one of the best two or three quarterbacks ever, you can't retire with one ring. You can't. Yeah. He's only been there well, twice or once? He's only been there once. He did he's, win he's it. He, he did, we did win it. He's won one NFC championship. That's, that's not good. For no, his no, it, no, for no, for sure, for sure, for sure. But I mean, again, I, I, I have to, I have to give him, with with the grace period that everyone gave him with McCarthy, we have to give him a little bit more time with Lafleur. We have to, we have to. All right, what's? Well, yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, so the next guy uh, we could talk about is you know, Russ is now cooking in Denver. Um, the Broncos pull off a great trade, uh, moving Drew Locke. And no offense to Seattle with a lot of picks. Seattle giving uh, Russell Wilson, and I think that's it, right? That's all they got. Yeah, um, like, a, like a fourth round pick. Yeah. So you're looking at the NFC. I mean, the AFC West. I mean, you got Mahomes, Russ, Carr, and Herbert now. Um, I, you know what? Somebody made a great point today on the radio, and they said, you know, Russ doesn't look, doesn't say, oh shit, I'm going to the division with these three studs, because he's he's that dude as well. So I, I don't think any of these guys. I mean, maybe Carr. But I don't think any of these quarterbacks look to, look, to, look to each other and say, shit, I got to go play him this week. I think they all feel like they're that guy. I think Carr has that confidence, too. Obviously, I don't think he's at that level. But all four quarterbacks, I mean, Jesus Christ, the AFC is stacked in quarterbacks. Hopefully, your boy Zach Wilson get there as well. That's Death Valley. Um, the AFC West is Death Valley. Oh, right? it, it absolutely is. I think it's a good move for the Broncos. And Elway has the blueprint. He's saying, fuck it. I've been trying to draft these quarterbacks. It ain't working. We got some pieces here. Let's go. Well, the last time we won a Super Bowl, we didn't draft a guy. To wasn't te- pay him was Manning. Out. It was Peyton Manning. They got Peyton Manning. They won a Super Bowl. So this is the blueprint here is let's build around. We'll get. We'll, we'll lure a guy. LA is the ultimate, fuck it, I'm going to get to so-and-so. And they do. They get it. And it's great. And it's working now. So we'll see what happens. Russ has to improve his game, though. He's kind of had a lull. The Seahawks have been at, but he's going to a better situation. Maybe Von Biller's coming back. Yeah. He had some Instagram posts. I'm interested with this whole situation because we kind of did see Russ not have his best year last year. And, you know, it, it could have been obviously the thumb. But even before that, he wasn't playing his best football. No. Nope. And if he's going to compete in the AFC, he has to be, you know, stud Russell Wilson that we saw five, six years ago. Even the last couple of years. It, it can't be last year's version, you know. And as good as the situation the Broncos are, there's, it's it's still it's not the best situation. It's not even in that entire division. You know they they got a they got a pretty good line. They have good weapons. Their defense is above average, but still there are a lot of good teams in the AFC, and they need Russ to be prime Russ. Not like they got Peyton at more of a diminished state. 
his mind was still there, but physically, you know, he well, wasn't what he was. He was a Super Bowl when he was a shell of himself, but he was yeah, an MVP. Because that team was incredible. Yeah, but he MVP he the passing Peyton record was being with his brain and kind of his body. Super Bowl Peyton was basically a corpse on he was. Yeah, you remember, you remember what happened like when he... iPad on like a, a stand throw. You remember what happened so when he broke like, the record? They got ran out by the Seahawks. That's not the sort of team the Denver Broncos have right now. They... They, they, they need a they need 100% Russ. And on, for the Seattle side, I'm not sure I would have done it. Unless there's like irreparable damage within the organization, the NFC's not that good. No. I think they could have went out and competed and made the playoffs this year, especially now that you get a whole season of Russ. You know, I think it was I think it was I think Seattle got tired of the Russell Wilson camp. I think it was a combination of that because if you're Seattle, I don't think you're getting rid of him just because you think, oh, this can improve my team. You have a 70-year-old coach. Pete Carroll isn't looking to rebuild. The last thing he would want to do is get rid of Russ. That's basically keeping his team afloat. Guys, I don't think Seattle's even a 500, is, is, is a six-win team with Drew Lock at quarterback right now. All right. So they me, lost. They, they lost be, on the trade. They lost. The Se- yeah, Seahawks to lost. To me, it seems like Seattle had to, was giving an ultimatum that we have to, we have to move him is what it came down to, and it's alarming. I think there's deeper issues. I think the Russell Wilson influence organization were just wore people out. That's the vibe I'm getting, and I was listening to a, a Seattle uh, play-by-play guy that was on the, uh, was it, the, uh, the morning drive with uh, Charlie Weiss and Bob Papa, oh, airing it out on, M- on NFL radio. He said that the Russ camp is, they're super nice. They're all like basically Russell Wilson 2.0s. But they weigh on you, yeah. And it, and apparently, and, and and Richard Sherman didn't have nice thing to say about Russ either. Now Sherman is a very opinionated guy, but the vibe that I got from outside looking in was it was 50, it was fifty two guys and Russell Wilson, and that's kind of shocking, but not so shocking at the same time. I, I think we could see that how it was spun in the media too, because I feel like a big narrative around Russ is how he doesn't have a lot around him. But I don't really think that's ever been the case. If you look, he had Marshawn Lynch. He had Doug Baldwin. He had Percy Harvin. He had Golden Tate. He had Metcalf. He had Lockett. Yeah, the line wasn't always great, but he's always had decent running backs. Chris Carson is a good player now. You had Jimmy Graham. He's always had good things around him and a pretty good defense. But I feel like the narrative is always, man, look at Russ doing everything with nothing out there. So I could kind of see why people think that because, you know, that narrative – it's coming from somewhere, and it's probably coming from Russ's camp. Yep. He, he, people act like he was some sort of martyr out there, when the reality is he's been on a lot of really good football teams with a lot of really good players. I, my what, my, next, what, my thing was, did he really step into that great of a situation? Is the situation that he stepped into that much better than the one that he was in outside of the line issues? Obviously, I, I would say so. I, I would say Denver's, Denver's line's a little bit better, but at the same time, it's not Indy's line. It's not Philly's line. It's it, it, he's he's not he, he's gonna he's gonna be dealing with the same issues that he was dealing with in Seattle. He's he's it's it's not star studded. Your best receiver is probably Sutton, Sutton maybe or Judy. Yeah. I and and Listen, he's gonna have more room in the kitchen. He's gonna have Russ is gonna have more room to cook in this kitchen than he did in Seattle. Yeah, the but line he, is better. But there's also gonna be more expected from him. 
The, the, and he's the, got because now this is not this is not you know this is one of the better quarterbacks that they've had in a, in a while now since you yeah. know since Peyton so and he does and Russell does have a resume and a reputation to somewhat uphold so it's not like it's just anybody coming in here no it's not Drew Locke no more it's Russell fucking Wilson you know what I'm saying so he has to he ha, he has shoes to fill and they're his own that he made so so there's a lot expected of him with. Again, Absolutely. a bunch of okay pieces. It's not. It's. I. I don't think that any receiver on Denver is better than DK. I don't think. It, I don't think I any receiver is better than I Lockett. Think, I, I, I don't think any receiver is better than Lockett that they have. I think Lockett's didn't better have, than every receiver. And you have a problem with DK? I mean, he might. Uh, he might, but still, still probably the best receiver that he's ever had to work with outside well, of Baldwin because Doug was well, just he, different. You know, he's Mister Unlimited. What do you want? But again, I I don't I think that Carson Carson was doing a good job. Who was their running back in in the back half of the year who was doing well for them? Yeah, Rashad Penny was cooking. Penny was cooking at the end of the year last year. So I and then I'm thinking Javante Williams was not bad. Had him on my fantasy team last year. Did well for a rookie campaign. And then I think they still have Melvin, who they they the the coach couldn't figure that out because every time Javante touched the ball. Decent amount of yardage, but they kept giving Melvin all these damn touches. He's mm-hmm. he's a free agent right now. Oh, he is. All right, so they might not even yeah. have him back. So only Javante sitting sitting there now, which doesn't help the case even more. It still leaves more room for we need a lot out of Russ, and they're gonna they're gonna need Russ to make every the surrounding the surrounding uh, core better. He's he's gonna have to. Well, that's what you got to do as a quarterback like a Russell Wilson. You have to elevate the guys around you. Right. Um, and the expectation is through the roof. I think this was a Russell orchestrated move to get him out of Seattle. Because um, definitely, you know, where do you go if you're Seattle? And this is the last thing on this. We got to move on to Carson Wentz. But where do you, what's next for Seattle? The draft. Or Gino Smith? The draft. I, I think. What's your, I think what picks do they have? They have nine now. Uh, you're the, not going to, you're going to get Kenny Pickett at nine? Yeah, you can get probably. Action. I don't know. I don't know what the Panthers are doing. I think it's going to ultimately come down to, well, once again, comes down to Friday. I think Seattle can be a huge player in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes because they probably think they have a decent enough team to compete. And, you know, Deshaun Watson, if he's the player he was when he left, he's a better football player than Russell Wilson right he now. Is. So I think yeah, they can like, hopefully trade for Deshaun Watson, assuming he gets cleared and slide him in there. And hopefully compete for the playoffs. But if that doesn't happen, I've been seeing stuff that they haven't really been interviewing quarterbacks in this class. And the combine was last week. They had to have known the trade was going down, or at least a trade was going down. It was definitely the point, Yeah, to the point where they would do their due diligence on these quarterbacks. And apparently that wasn't really the case. So it sounds like it might be a lock or did a pick Gino. It a, did Pickett have a pro day? No, the, the pro days are just starting now. All right, so you know what? I think a lot of teams, the, the, the combine has turned into like a, a job fair is really what it is. And that's what a lot of coaches say. They, the coaches get their more intimate knowledge of the player at the pro days where they can actually talk to the coaches, talk to the, the, to the team, to the personnel of the college and say, you know, who is this guy really? It's more intimate. It's more one-on-one. The combines have changed over the years. It's still good. But it's but raw. It, it's the raw. It, it, it's the raw ability. It's the raw ability, coaches, though. Some coaches don't even go. 
No, Salah I, didn't go this year. No, I know. I, I understand. And I understand why why coaches wouldn't go. But at the same time, there's there's some things you can't deny, bro. There's some raw talent that you just you have to take it for what it is. For like, but for like, a guy like Pickett, he's gonna do. He's gonna have his own pro day. And you're gonna see all no, that. No, no, no. You're abso- gonna get more out of that. A- absolutely, for sure. But I think, uh, for example, like that kid that, that they put me on the other day, uh, Watson. I think his name's Christian Watson. Wild. Wild and, and 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 that's and that's what the combine is for for those people because yes there's those names the Evan Neal the Thibodeau the Hutchinson who are automatically going to get thrown in that mix that the combine is for those guys who don't have their name who aren't yep. on anyone's mock drafts who don't who who don't have you know anything but know that they oh. have raw talent so I'm gonna go here I'm gonna show you guys my actual raw athleticism. And then, and, and, and then at least that puts your, my name in your mouth. That's I what agree. it's there for. No, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, for, those, for those lower end guys. No, for, for sure. Ticket, he's doing his thing. He's going to do his thing. No, for sure. For a quarterback, um, I, I get it. Pro day is way more important. Going to a guy that come, came out of a small time, small college. Goes, Same school as Watson. Interview. Same school as what? Watson, I think, right? Oh. Carson? Uh, North, South Dakota State? Oh, no, different, different. Dakotas. I said that was, that's Wentz and Lance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, Christian Watson. Oh, I Christian thought you thought. Watson. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was, was talking about Watson. I was talking about Watson and Wentz. Didn't. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah, school, yeah. right? Yeah, I was like, wait. No, 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 no. Not Deshaun. No, 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 no. Not, not Deshaun. The Christian Watson kid I was talking about and Wentz. They went to the same school. So if yeah. you're Carson Wentz, right? Think, let's go to the timeline here. You're in Philly. You got your boy Frank Reich. You're playing well. MVP caliber year. You, you tear your ACL. Foles win the Super Bowl. You come in. They think you're the guy. But you're not. You're broken. You're not playing well. It's Doug Peterson. It's this. It's that. They fire Peterson. Blah blah blah. The the whole thing was he needed to change the scenery. He's reuniting with Frank Reich. We're gonna get the old Carson back, and they sent him to Indianapolis. We're thinking, okay, fresh start. Here we go. He doesn't have that bad of a season. But Carson Wentz was just like, literally leaving every single play on the field, like just like not knowing when to give up on a play. Trying to force things, not give like throw, not throwing away when he should, going down in the end zone, just flicking it up in the air for an interception, like stupid plays like that. What he he had twenty five touchdowns and what, ten picks or something? Seven, less, seven. Less. I mean, that's not that bad of a year, but it was just stupid mistakes that I think. Here's what the Colts need, and here's what's very glaring: the Colts needed him to play just a little bit better than Old Man Rivers did the year before. That's all they needed. And the issue was, what did Rivers do? Old Man Rivers couldn't even throw a Hail Mary. They had Jacoby Brissett in the game to throw it. Old Man Rivers took care of the football. He played to the strengths of the defense. He played to the strength of the running game and threw the ball when he had to. Wentz didn't do that, and to the point where Frank Wright has given up on him. Like, this, is his, this was a Carson Wentz whisper. Frank Wright, if anybody could fix him, it's Frank Wright. And he couldn't. And now the the comma the, the commanders I don't get it from the Indianapolis point of view. I don't either. They have, they have I, something in no, the No, you want to know why? Because I can I really I really uh, look, he's not he's not the slinger. He's not the same slinger. But I I have very very hot, you know, similar comparisons of Stafford and Wentz. I have very similar Stafford has those same plays where you're like what the fuck did Matt just do? Why did he do that? That was so boneheaded. It, 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 there's, there's quite a few quarterbacks, to be honest. And Stafford's the first one that comes to mind for me where it looks like, what was he thinking? And he has those instances. 
But Stafford just won a Super Bowl. Taking care of the ball. And he got in trouble I mean, a little bit. Granted, and it was blew it. I mean, granted, right. But that was also, you know, guys fumbling, guys dropping shit, whatever. I don't think that Indy is going to find anything better than what Wentz just gave them. Mind you, he does have to reel in some of the boneheaded mistakes. But th- again, these are... I look at Stafford, and Stafford's that guy to me where how many times in the group chat have we looked and been like, we're waiting for the Stafford pick. We're waiting for Stafford to sell this game. We're waiting for him to do it. It's the same thing with Wentz, just on a smaller scale. When is Wentz going to sell the game? When is he going to – it's the same exact thing. But who's better? For them to get rid of him, who's better? Who do they, yeah, who's I, out there I, right now that's there's, better? There's a, there's, a, there's a contingency plan here that they're gonna they're they're gonna upgrade a quarterback because you're not you don't Where, just make who's, the type but of to yeah. your thing with the Tannehill thing that I, Ryan yeah. that Ryan says all the damn time who's better who is Nate gonna, Ballard is not this stupid that he would just move him without having a backup plan. There's some they have something Chris, in the works. Either Chris, go ahead. Chris Ballard was stupid enough to trade a first and a third round him. I'm not really gonna defend Chris Ballard's. Quarterback he built a hell of a team, Evan. How many playoff games have they won while he's there? He, no, I he agree. built a hell of a team with no quarterback now. Yeah, and, and he traded a first and a third round pick. For that Carson quarterback. Wentz. For yeah. the quarterback you just gave away. And, and you know what? Because you did that, how are you going to replace him? You don't have the first round picks to, you know, maybe go get a Derek Carr. You don't have a first Garoppolo. round pick. Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good as Carson Wentz. Um, he takes care of the football better than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had seven picks this year. Less is, less is required of Jimmy G. That's why he takes Fumble. care of Jimmy G does less, and they're, they're expected way more less of him. That's, okay. why he does, that's why he doesn't have the opportunity like, to mess like up. I said before, like I said before, all they need out of their quarterback is to be a little bit better than Old Man Rivers. Is Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit better than Old Man Rivers? No. No. Jimmy Garoppolo's really? not good. No, he's not. He's not good, bro. He's not. Jimmy Garoppolo was dealing with Debo Samuels and Ayuk and George Kittle. Where where are those guys? In, and barely in breaking 100 yards. Yeah. How, how well, are so, you barely breaking 100 yards when Kittle can give you an 80-yard touchdown by look, himself? I think what Pitt, I think Jake, I know Ballard was fuming when, when fucking they lost to, to Clown Town to end the season. And, they, and I know Wentz had two shitty games to end the season. I think that's what did it. You, I mean, Ron, Ron, you know, I don't want to give a lot of credit to Ryan because make it head even bigger. But the Colts saw that Carson Wentz is not the guy that's going to get them over the hump, so they made a move. Now my question is, which my question is to Ryan all the time, is what are you going to go from here? I firmly believe that there is something being worked up right now in some capacity. I don't know what it is, but I really don't think an NFL GM is as stupid as Dave Gettleman that would move. Okay, quick question. Why trend upward? Because the Colts were trending upward to then take a step back and then now start trending downward. Because they were, definitely, they were definitely trending upward, bro. Definitely trending upward and on the rise compared to what they have been or the lack thereof since Peyton Manning left. They have, they've just been a middle-of-the-pack a middle of the pack team, whatever. Haven't done anything too crazy. Nothing stand out. They... Um, they, they they're already turning it turning it around, flirting with the playoffs. Probably a couple pieces away from being in the playoffs, well, or maybe just right. one piece away from being in the playoffs. To now, you went from step two or three to back to step one. Being, being more realistic here, though, in all reality, what are the options? It's Jimmy Garoppolo, 
It's who else? I mean, who else is a free agent? Jam- Jameis Winston. Winston. Uh, um, Teddy Bridgewater. Taylor Heineke. I'm just naming names like of, of available Ryan, quarterbacks. Jordan Love, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like these guys oh, are not going to be better. I would love, I'd love seeing Glennon. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no! Don't you mention that guy? No, you mentioned my name before, Mike Glennon. Don't even say that son of a bitch. All right, my bad. Name. Mike White. You know, or oh, what? what, what no, Mike White. Oh, yeah, now we're but, talking. But, but, oh, ser- but no, but oh. in all seriousness, though, where right. do you where do you go? What what? See, I, and, and I, I know what you're saying. There has to be some sort of ulterior motive. There's something there deeper, something fe- deep. you know, that they're yeah. sitting there whipping something up. But there has to be. But but then again, at, at the at that position where it's at such a premium and there's not a premium of, of prospects, where do you go? Where, they still have Brissette? No, Brissett's in Miami. In Miami, he's in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck's the backup quarterback of the Colts right now? Maybe who is this? It's Sam the Ellinger. Starter? Ellinger, oh, the Hook'em Horns from Texas. We're back. Oh that guy, my yeah. God, bro. Hook'em Horns. Hey, bring up Colt McCoy. Speaking of Texas, bring him in there too. Bring two Texas. Oh, well, yeah. what is he back up in Arizona, right? Yeah, he did a hell of a job. Hey, no, he, he did pretty well. He did do pretty well. I'll give hey, that, him that guy looked dead on the that guy looked dead on the Giants. He goes in there and throws for no, thirty yards. But you know, but to to kind of to to kind of I don't know. I guess wrap this up for me. Um, Washington won, for sure. I think because I I I don't think Wentz is I don't think Wentz is that bad. He's a middle he's a middle of the pack uh, guy. I mean, he, he doesn't have shit. Washington still has shit coming out of their pipes at their stadium. So. Granted, correct, <laughs> and and they do have, but they do have, they do have Gibson, they do have McKissick. They they have they have a couple a couple guys in running back. They got t- scary Terry. They a couple guys for a couple guys for him to work with. Um, and I, the situation was way better in Indy. I I think they have you know probably one of if not the best running back in football over there right now, best line for sure. And he's going to Washington where he's probably going to get his head ripped off or his knee might snap again. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy, don't forget, Wentz is the same guy that sprained both no, his ankles. Right, right. I, he I know. four ankle sprains he, in he, one game. He's injury prone with a, with, with a field with a real bad reputation. And I, I, I think he loses. I, I think he lost. I think he lost in that. I think Indy lost in that. And I think Washington won. I, well, Washington is, I mean, he is better than Taylor Heineken. There's no doubt about it. Right. But I like Heineken. Let me just, go ahead, go ahead Evan, and I got a question think, for you guys. I think both teams kind of lost. The, the, like we said, the Colts, they don't really have an answer at quarterback. They don't really have a way to get someone better than Carson Wentz right now. The Commanders. That was felt weird saying. I think it's the first time said on the pod. We are right. Commanders. The Commanders. Um, 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 they, they got a better quarterback, but I – don't like the package they gave up to him. Right. That pick next year could become a second round pick. It's a third this year. They moved back in the second round. Who was their competition in the Carson Wentz sweepstakes? Right. Nobody. Right. Like I don't think. I think the Panthers. I don't think the Panthers are really dying to get him. I don't think New Orleans dying to get him. I don't think the, C- the Seattle now would be dying to get him. What I saw, people expected him to go for maybe like a fourth or fifth round pick because when you take into account the contract that he has, it's not he's not really an asset at this point. They got a legitimate asset return for Carson Wentz, and that's just 
not really who he is right now. So, yeah, did they get better today? Of course, but, man, I, I just think they gave up way too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and yeah. It, no, is, he their, is he their quarterback for the future now? Like, probably not. Let me ask you this question. If you're Carson Wentz, how do you deal with the psyche? Because the idea was I'm going to Indy and I'm going to fix myself. I kind of played better, but I did at the same time. They don't believe in me. Now I'm in playing the Commanders and playing Philly twice a year and Indy this year. Where do you think his headspace is at? Chip on the he shoulder. Got- Chip on the shoulder for sure. I mean, that's where I would be. I would be, just- you know, you're not good enough for one. You know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. Headspace. Yeah. Twice. Mm-hmm. He's got, I got one last question on it. He's got to be a big boy about this. Like, you're a professional. You go out there. You do a job. You there's another team across from you on Sunday. They're trying to stop you. You're trying to score on them. You got football games to win. You can't get caught up in this narrative bullshit. You have your NFL career that you're playing out for every single week. And you know what? If you continue to play well in Washington, they've shown they'll keep a mediocre quarterback around for a while. And quite frankly, he's better than any quarterback they've had there since. I don't know. I guess young Kirk Cousins and ten games. RG three. Griffin the third. Yeah. So yeah, he's got an opportunity. I still think that Washington team can make the playoffs. They took yeah. some strides on defense last year. They have good weapons. The line's not bad. If he does this year what he does in Washington in a much weaker conference, they can make the wild card. There's no reason why they mm-hmm. shouldn't. It's not like yeah, he's going to go there. They're going to win four games. So yeah. Um. Here's my last question on Carson on, on the Wentz thing. Taylor Heineke, Mitch Trubisky. Now, from a Giants fan's perspective, we're going to pursue Mitch. Do you think we should also pursue Taylor Heineke? Who do you think is better between the two, Mitch or Taylor Heineke? I think they both suck. I don't think I don't, either. I don't, I don't think either of them are that great. But I, oh, based off of most recent product on the field, I would say Heineke. Me too. There's some people thinking that Trubisky is going to get twelve, fifteen million dollars to start next year, and I think. I'm higher on Mitch than some people. But Dave will just work with him. That's why. Yeah, I I think. That's too much. One, yeah. One, you don't want him as your starting quarterback. Two, you don't want him spending $12 million on Mitchell Trubisky. You can get so many good things for $12 million. And you know he's going to suck. I'd rather play. Like, if I could pay Heineke $4 million, I'd rather pay Heineke four than Trubisky 12. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's the same amount of money, I might lean Mitch because, you know, at the end of the day, we know he's talented. He needs some refining. His coaching staff, when he was a rookie, wasn't great. Maybe he could find something. Heineke, we kind of know what he is. But, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lose-lose situation with either. Yeah. Lose-lose uh, yeah. either way. That's where my, that is where my franchise is at. Um, with that being said, we appreciate – Everybody who's listening, we had a little hiatus. Um, we're still going to be on the once-a-week flow, um, at least until maybe a couple weeks before the draft, or at least until things are heating up. Hopefully MLB fucking figures it out so we can have some more MLB talk and we can start Please. talking about lineups, pitching, I want to talk about the Yankees, man. Yeah. I mean, Eric, think about this. Eric yeah. Adams, get your shit together. Oh. Yeah, and think about this. Thank Please. God for the NFL. Thank God for the NFL. Or we'd have no show tonight again. Right. Right. You know what I mean? They, look, look, look at how big the NFL is that we literally spoke for an hour, basically, on a, te- on a sport that's been over for a month. On a couple of transactions, man. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's, that's all, all it, it takes. That's all so, it ever takes. Free agency didn't even start yet. 
with that, yeah, with that being said, stay tuned. It's going to get interesting with all these sports. Uh, March Madness coming up, too. We might have some oh, guests yes. on. Go Rockers! Oh, Go Rockers! Yes. Oh, Play yes. Out, Jay. March. Out. They're on vacation, so further notice. March Madness. Double bye, Rutgers. <laughs>